0: Hey, Bible Y'all. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Sunday, January 14th. Happy Feast of the Ass, which does not celebrate Bible Y'all Paul. That's right, I heard you. No, the Feast of the Ass was a Christian thing in medieval France that celebrated all the donkeys in the Bible, mostly the one that carried Jesus and his family into Egypt, to escape Herod's slaughter of the children. On the feast day, a girl would ride a donkey to church, either carrying a baby or pregnant herself, and the townspeople would sing, from oriental country came a lordly ass of highest fame, so beautiful, so strong and trim, no burden was too great for him. Hail, Sir Donkey, hail. And I'm suspicious that this medieval French song still rhymes in English, but whatever. Long about the mid-15th century, they quit holding this celebration cause the Catholics didn't approve. I'd like to think that it was cause of the pure silliness of it, but really it was cause part of the ritual was a mockery of the church. It involved the priest and the congregation braying like donkeys, after which they'd throw a really raucous party. Also, it was associated with the Feast of Fools on January 1st, which really was a blatant mockery of the church and involved electing false bishops and such. My favorite biblical donkey, hey, new band name, write that down, is Balaam's donkey in Numbers 22. We ain't read that far yet, but basically God puts an angel in Balaam's way, except the donkey's the only one that can see it and he stops going. So Balaam starts beating on the donkey, at which point the donkey turns around and is like, hey man, what's your problem? And I don't want to give no spoilers, but bottom line, if your donkey ever starts talking to you, you might ought to listen to what he's got to say. Our reading for today is Genesis 30, verse 1 through 31:16, Matthew 10, 1 through 23, Psalm 12, 1 through 8, and Proverbs 3, 13 through 15. So if y'all are ready, you remember that Colombian coffee farmer Juan Valdez from that TV commercial? He had a donkey. Of course, all his neighbors had Ferraris because they ain't farming coffee. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, yesterday... On the 13th, in the Old Testament, we read Genesis 28, 1 through twenty-nine thirty-five, And we didn't discuss it yesterday, but part of the reason Rebekah sent Jacob to Haran, where her dad and brother lived, was so he could find a wife from his cousins and not marry a Hittite woman, which was forbidden by the Torah, which wasn't invented yet, but I figure they all knew about it anyway, because God and all. And this chapter picks up with her saying again for him to go to Padanaram which means the field of Aram, which is in northern Mesopotamia, where Haran is. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padan Aram unto Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. Esau, however, went and joined up with Ishmael, and married his cousin Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael. And while Jacob was on his way to Laban's place, it got dark, so he made a little camp, and used stones for pillows. And he dreamed of a ladder from earth to heaven, with angels of God climbing up and down on it. And the Lord stood above it, and said to him, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread to the west, the east, the north, and the south. And in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee, until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And that's the same prophecy he gave Abraham. And when Jake woke up, he was afraid. So he took his rock pillow and built an altar, and made a vow that if the Lord looks out for him, he would make the Lord his God, and give him a tenth of what he has. And in chapter 29, he finally makes it to Haran. And the first thing he sees is three flocks of sheep. So he comes up to the sheep herders and says, where y'all from? And they're like, we're from Haran. And he goes, oh, y'all know Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, oh yeah, we're actually waiting on his daughter Rachel to bring her flock of sheep so we can open this well and water them all. Oh wait, here she comes. So Jake rolls the stone away and waters the flock and ran up and told Rachel that he was her cousin and gave her a kiss, which seems a little forward to me. And it must have to her, too, because she ran and told her father, who did not beat him up, but instead welcomed him into the camp. So Jake stayed there for about a month. And Laban's like, well, don't you want to get paid for all this work you're doing? Well, thing was, Jake was smitten with Rachel. And they worked out a deal for him to work for Laban seven years for her hand in marriage. And verse 20 says, and Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. And there's a train trestle on 17th Avenue here in town that people have been painting graffiti on since it was built. We call it Graffiti Bridge, and it has its own Facebook page. Check it out, because there's also a lot of pics and videos of it tearing the tops right off of trucks. (laughs) Anyway, for our 20th anniversary, I painted verse 20 on it. It was covered up in less than a day, but I got a picture of it. But here's the thing, though. Rachel had an older sister named Leah, and verse 17 says she was tender-eyed. And that could mean she had vision problems, or it could mean she had some kind of developmental delay. But I think it's the eye thing. Whatever it was, it made her less attractive than Rachel. So Jake works his seven years and says, okay, give me my wife. So they throw a big party, and he goes in the tent with her. And I suspect alcohol was involved, because what he could not tell was she wasn't Rachel. She was Leah. Laban had tricked him into marrying her. Probably he figured he was never going to marry her off, tender-eyed thing that she is. So he took advantage of this opportunity to get rid of a daughter that no man wanted. So son comes up, and Jacob's shocked to find the wrong girl, and immediately calls Laban out on it. And Laban's like, well, you know, we can't really marry off the younger one first. That'd be rude. Tell you what, go ahead and work another week, meaning seven years. Jews have weeks of days and weeks of months and weeks of years. And then you can have Rachel. So Jake gets a taste of his own medicine. Somebody put one over on him. And he agrees, but he's not happy about this at all. So now we're 14 years in, and he finally gets to marry Rachel, and then serves Laban another seven years. Turns out Rachel was barren, but Leah just kept on having kids. And every time she figured this one would be the one that would make Jacob finally love her. But he never really did. And verse 35 says, And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah and left bearing, which I think is admirable because it sounds like Leah is a real glass half full kind of person.
1: I have an observation, actually several. Isaac, it means laughter and maybe he was too easygoing. Discipline seems to be lacking in his household. Esau is hungry and can't handle it. His brother takes advantage of the weakness and steals the birthright. No interest in getting the boys' wives either, going to the home country and getting their wives until Jacob deceives and steals the blessing too. And it's more of a cover to get him out of town because they don't want Esau to kill him. And when Esau hears that they aren't happy with his wives, well, he figures he'll fix that. And he goes to Ishmael for wives thinking that would make them happy. It's sad, but God works with us where we are. And then Jacob meets his match in Laban. A quick trip turns into a 14-year commitment. Leah was thrown in and given one week as the only wife of Jacob. Leah was given to a man that didn't want her, by her father that used her. God saw how little Leah was loved and opened her womb. And the competition begins. Leah wants Jacob And Rachel wants children.
0: And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew 9, 18 through 38. And when we left off, Jesus and the disciples were having dinner at Matthew's place. And Jesus is turning everything anybody says into a teachable moment. When there came a certain ruler and worshiped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. So Jesus and his whole crew jumps up and follows this guy while they're on their way. A woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. And I read somewhere that the hem of a Jewish robe would have markings representing authority or rank. I don't know if that's true, but it makes sense that's where she'd aim, for his authority. And it worked. And this is elaborated on in another gospel, so sit tight. We'll get to it. So Jesus came to the ruler's house, and he saw all the minstrels and the people making a big noise. So they were already into the mourning ceremony, but he's like, hey, she's only sleeping. And they all laughed at him because they knew she was dead, but darned if he didn't go in there and wake her up. And then when he left that place, two blind men started tailing him and begging him for mercy. They called him son of David, so they knew who he was for real. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it unto you, and they could see. And that's an important concept. According to your faith, be it unto you. There's more going on with faith than we realize sometimes. And Jesus told them, look, don't tell anybody about this. But guess what they did instead? They went out and made him famous. And as Jesus and his group were walking on, somebody brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. Dumb meaning he can't speak, not dumb like everybody in Congress. (laughs) And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitudes marveled, saying it was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casteth out devils through the prince of devils. Because religious people always hate faithful people. So Jesus travels around teaching and preaching to anybody who'll sit still long enough and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Meaning look how hungry these people are for some real spiritual food when all they've been getting is religion. So pray ye, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest.
1: Now Jesus was teaching and preaching the good news of the kingdom of God with power by healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Faith is required to participate, and examples are given. Now the woman with the issue of blood, by Jewish law, should not have been in that crowd. She was unclean, but convinced. Healing power flowed from him, and she was right. We'll get more details in the good news according
0: to Mark. And in Psalms, we read Psalm 11, 1-7. And that's another Psalm of David. He says, In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? Mostly, this is praising God for protecting him from those who would do him harm. And he uses shooting at a bird as a metaphor. His answer to the question, why not flee, is... The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness.
1: And this is my paraphrase. David's not going to cut and run. He knows God tests us, but that God loves righteousness, and he sees the upright in
0: heart. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 3, 11, and 12, which says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Basically, God loves you enough to take you wherever he finds you, but he loves you too much to just leave you there. If you don't show at least some improvement somewhere in your life, maybe re-examine whether you're really walking with God.
1: Yeah, God isn't an absent or a permissive father. He disciplines us for our good.
0: But that's the end of our review of Yesterday's Study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for January 14th is Genesis 30, verse 1 through thirty-one sixteen. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister, and said unto Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, Am I in God's stead? Who hath withheld from thee the fruit of thy womb? And she said, Behold, my maid Bilhah, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. And she gave him Bilhah her handmaid to wife. And Jacob went in unto her. And Bilhah conceived, and bare Jacob a son. And Rachel said, God hath judged me, and hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son. Therefore called she his name Dan. And Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again and bare Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, With great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed. And she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah her maid and gave her Jacob to wife. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a son. And Leah said, A troop cometh. And she called his name Gad. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest, and found mandrakes in the field, and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of thy son's mandrakes. And she said unto her, Is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? And wouldest thou take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrakes. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him, and said, Thou must come in unto me. For surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. And God hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived, and bare Jacob the fifth son. And Leah said, God hath given me my hire, because I have given my maiden to my husband. And she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again, and bare Jacob the sixth son. And Leah said, God hath endued me with a good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me, because I have borne him six sons. And she called his name Zebulun. And afterwards she bare a daughter, and called her name Dinah. And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her, and opened her womb. And she conceived, and bare a son, and said, God hath taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away, that I may go unto mine own place, and to my country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served thee, and let me go. For thou knowest my service which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry. For I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. And he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou hadst before I came, and it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide for mine own house also? And he said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle, and all the brown cattle among the sheep, and the spotted and the speckled among the goats, and of such shall be my hire. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come, when it shall come for my hire before thy face." Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats, and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. And he removed that day the he-goats that were ring-straked and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hand of his sons. And he set three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar, and of the hazel and chestnut tree, and peeled white strakes in them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had peeled before the flocks in the gutters and the watering troughs when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods, and brought forth cattle ring speckled and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs, and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring-straked, and all the brown in the flock of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves, and put them not unto Laban's cattle. And it came to pass, whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly, and had much cattle, and maid servants, and men servants, and camels, and asses. Chapter 31 And he heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field unto his flock, and said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not toward me as before. But the God of my father hath been with me. And ye know that with all my power I have served your father. And your father hath deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God suffered him not to hurt me. If he said thus, The speckled shall be thy wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said thus, The ringstraked shall be thy hire, then bear all the cattle ringstraked. Thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. And it came to pass, at the time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ringstraked, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of God spake to me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here am I. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes, and see. All the rams which leap upon the cattle are ringstraked, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou vowedst a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Are we not counted of him strangers? For he hath sold us, and hath quite devoured also our money. For all the riches which God hath taken from our father, that is ours and our children's. Now then, whatsoever God hath said unto thee, Do. Our reading in the New Testament for January 14th is Matthew 10, 1-23. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits, to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these, the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus, and Labaius whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor scrip for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat, and into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And when ye come into an house, salute it, and if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it, but if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you, and whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak. For it shall be given to you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents, and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another." For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. Our reading in Psalms for January 14th is Psalm 12, 1-8. To the chief musician upon Sheminith, a Psalm of David. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips, and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said with our tongue we will prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. And our reading in Proverbs for January 14th is Proverbs 3, 13-15. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. And that's all of that for the 14th. Alright y'all, let's do our 30 second meditation. Today's prayer is on Romans 12:14, which says, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. So hit the 30 second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on loving your enemies. Cause prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, so much about your nature appears contradictory to our carnal minds. Not the least of which is your command to pray for those who persecute us. Lord, we ask that you would heal our nation, but if increased persecution is what you have for us, then we hereby ask for the salvation and repentance for all those who hate us for your name's sake. Please grant us your help, Father, and strengthen us so that we are able to show your light and love in the face of our adversaries. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yawling I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody that's listening and let this podcast be of some kind of help to them. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like what we're doing and you wanna support it, best thing you can do is to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squaw and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleY'allPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make things any better, Just try not to make them any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. May we we forever exhibit these fruits of the...